COVID nineteen. Oh. <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. Coco, co- co- I blow <laughs> the wind of God. <laughs> You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You have arrived at your destination. Welcome. I'm going to start this off like this, which I never do, just right out of the gate. Welcome, everybody, the Common Creators Podcast. My name is Will. I'm the maestro? Doctor. I'm the doctor. Yeah. That's Joe. Yeah. He's the maestro. Um, thanks for listening today. <laughs> this is a great start. This is a great start. These uh, these podcasts are going to be, uh, for season two, are going to be less edited for sure. We're going to sound, people are going to get to see behind the curtain which yeah, is going to be very poor quality. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be fine, but um, but yeah, it'll it'll be a little bit different. Uh, I don't have a the the problem with opening this episode is I don't have a sort of David Lynchian uh, sort of thing that I've been thinking about that's not related, but that we can use to get into what we're talking about. And yep. so that was a good <laughs> that was a good breath. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so right before. This is terrible. This is the- <laughs> I'm looking for the <laughs> I'm looking for the spot. Uh, we use the the Shure SM7B microphone, and like you just don't expect for like an exhale in the nose to be picked up like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's big noise. This is a, this that's is like big noise. Like yo, like Michael Jackson recorded Thriller on this thing. Yeah, and he was breathing out his nose all the time. <laughs> Classic <laughs> nose breather, Michael Jackson. Um. So, so last time, last time we talked, <laughs> yeah. or I guess it was the first episode of this season. You yeah. said, and you remember how uh, I got <laughs> so weird about saying my name? Uh, yes, I do. So you mean through the entirety of this podcast? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you remember how, remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I had a I had a conversation with um, uh, Chris, my mm-hmm. uh. uh business partner in this in the realm of uh post audio yeah post sound and i'm sure some of the people listening know who that is yeah um and i called him chris on the phone and he said oh that's weird why is like what why is that because i used i don't use proper names much yeah i have a thing i feel weird about it really i feel weird about the okay you like, feel you feel weird. I about, use like I use weird <laughs> nicknames, and I like down like I I make everything into a, a bit of a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like if I'm like calling you by your proper name or or introducing myself in my proper name. Yeah, it's like it's too vulnerable. Too You're vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's a defense mechanism, Joe. We got to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so this yeah. uh, speaking of defense mechanisms. <laughs> Uh, I feel like the guy we're talking about should probably have some. Okay. Okay. Good. Strong start. Strong start. Controversial. That's, yeah, that's 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 the best I got. To... I think that's fine. It's a it's a gray and a rainy day when we're recording this, and I feel like that's that energy yeah. is is sitting heavy on both of us. Uh, but you can still imagine those golden blue, sunshine blue skies <laughs> and golden sunshine behind the gray clouds david everyone we're, we're gonna 
Have a great day. We're gonna start having bits on this, like it's the yeah. fucking McElroy uh, podcast, and we're gonna, and that's gonna be the first one. Is David Lynch yeah, shows David up? David Lynch. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we are talking today. Uh, this is one interesting thing about this particular episode is that it's kind of a redo. Um, when we were planning this podcast before season one not even a season two but, but like before season one before we had ever dropped any podcast episodes this was actually one of the first episodes we recorded and it just got canned and and you know didn't get used uh yeah yeah i, I think and i think there are two reasons for that the first yeah. reason is we weren't very good at it yet mm-hmm. as opposed um, to now when we are as opposed to how how good we are um and the second reason is um i think I was probably off a little bit, okay, because my feelings towards towards uh, the person we're getting ready to talk about, yeah, are so mixed yeah. and so complicated. I don't think I knew how to. Um, I don't think I was prepared to really um, articulate myself. Sure, and I think that mixed with just like not having like the back and forth uh, yeah. of being. A, Hearing yourself on a microphone again. Yeah. Um, we had been out of doing podcasts for like a year and a half, two yeah. years, something like that. And yeah. so, yeah. We, we, uh, we, we talked about, should we release, we, do we, we need to record this week. Like, if we don't, <laughs> well, we're going to have to release that Joe Bob episode. Like, All right, we'll, <laughs> so find, we'll find time. We'll find time I was to like, record. There were a few times, like I think three on three separate occasions, I was going to work and I was like, let me throw on that old Joe Bob episode because I have it on my phone. Let me just listen through it, see if, we get, see if it's usable in case we need to not record this week or whatever um and we always just decided no it's not gonna it's not good we we need to do it again but that said we didn't want to let this topic go because i think there's uh i mean i assume we both think there's a lot to talk about with this guy and a lot of it's really interesting it's going to be complicated and complex and so let's just get into it we're talking about joe bob briggs today let's just put it this way okay yeah joe bob briggs is kind of like organized religion Okay. In the sense that <laughs> if you could just get rid of all the harmful yeah. stuff, yeah. it's actually kind of a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like you're yeah. gonna see your loved ones again when you yeah. die. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you should like sure be good to each other sure. and do good stuff. And sure, like, mm-hmm. you know, w- worshiping, whatever, whatever, sure. whatever. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But like, you know, <laughs> gay people are fine. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Jesus wasn't white, right? Right. right. And yes. and <clears throat> let's all be uh, stoked on those things. Right. Yeah. Wrong. That's right. not what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's a good it's it sounds like a good idea on the surface and then yes. you get in there and it's like oh I just, this I is, just made the dog is... so upset by my <laughs> buzzer noise. Yeah. For those who aren't familiar or don't know, uh, Joe Bob Briggs is a horror movie critic well he's a movie critic broadly and he's also a horror movie host um which is like a someone who provides commentary on a film while you're watching the film not in a mystery science theater way where they're talking over the movie but in like a at the break you get a little bit of a shtick oftentimes there's a character as in this case with joe bob and you get interesting facts about the movie or you get a little bit of insight into the production or whatever it is um Yes. So he has appeared on um, definitely TNT on a show called Monster Vision. Um, he now is on Shudder. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Bob's, uh, what is it? The Last Drive-In That's what it's called. Joe Bob's Last Drive-In Show. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah. Um, it's very, very good. And then good. he uh, also earlier had another show. And uh, shit, I should have pulled it up. 
I want to say it was on Turner Classic Movies or something. Um, mm. I could be wrong about that, but I believe so. Um, yeah. So, so he's, uh, <clears throat> you know, he he's uh, his character Joe Bob is is yeah part of a lineage of like a long standing uh, um, tradition of kind of scary movies being hosted by a character yeah. um, like Elvira vam- mm-hmm. vampire 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 yeah um, um Vincent or, or, or Zachary sorry. yeah mm-hmm. um Hitchcock presents that kind yeah. of thing yeah, or, yeah, yeah or even or even the Twilight Zone even or Twilight the Crypt Zone. Keeper any of those yep. types of things yep yep yeah and there's a lot there's a lot of uh uh folks who it's actually a whole fascinating tradition like because these um horror movies especially low budget horror movies were so easy for like local cable stations to get um there was a time when lots of like local cable stations would have their own horror host because it's like a cheap gag that you can do to like intro movies and get a little bit more mileage out of the things that you're licensing mm-hmm. to show on your channel uh which is really cool just in yeah. general but um yeah and actually it was it was the movie channel sorry he had to okay yeah um so yeah. so his his new show's uh been on for two seasons yeah. uh on shutter shutter is it's, a yeah. horror thriller even some some like lower budget sci-fi mm-hmm. uh type of like little netflix thing i yeah. think it was it's owned by uh time warner Cla- or classic or s- a bigger company oh, yeah um, sure, sure but they just hit um during the pandemic they just hit a million over a million subscribers oh is that right wow. um so they're in a position right now where um there are actually people and eyes on this to where it's like uh like a substantial um yeah. platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um I know a lot of a lot of uh great movies um have been premiered on Shutter like uh, Tigers are not afraid is great. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. there's some others that um are probably not as critically acclaimed but the horror community loves them like mm-hmm. um The Ranger if you saw The Ranger. Oh, I haven't seen that a, yet. Yeah, it's a bunch of punk rock kids uh in the woods being uh attacked by a park ranger. Fun. Um a bunch of stuff like that, and uh, the movie uh, that I just finished earlier this year that just premiered um, at Fantasia. Yeah, um, it's called The Dark and the Wicked, and it is actually going to live on Shutter once it has its theatrical release out of the way. Hell yeah, very um, excited for that. So yeah, it's 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 a thing where like they're actually like buying up actually actual substantial movies as well as hosting all of these quote-unquote drive-in style horror movies that you cannot you just can't see anywhere else yeah. right yeah um and i think joe bob his 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 claim to fame and the 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 community that loves him so much also known as the what mute mutant family Mutants, or yeah. Mutant fam mm-hmm. yeah um love him because he he's a champion for drive-in movies and yeah. drive-in movies being trauma style just <laughs> sure. like blood guts boobies yeah we're having fun yeah you came here to see something we're going to show you something type of movies yeah well and um, and so that goes back to i mean that can bring us to the sort of origins of joe bob the character so um joe bob briggs is obviously not his given name his given name yep. is actually john irving bloom which is like 
I really enjoy that name. I got to be honest. Um, sure. I think Irving Bloom is just that's mm-hmm. that's classic, man. Um, yes, yeah, it sounds like uh, Sherlock Holmes, buddy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he hey, was, you know, you know, Sherlock's buddy, Sherlock's buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Igor, John, Igor or something. Um, yeah. No, you're thinking, you're thinking of Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. Uh, John, John Irving Bloom was born, uh, in 1953 and he's, as we've mentioned, a sort of film critic and horror host. He's also a writer, a journalist and, um, a comic performer and, and I put actor question mark. He's been in movies. Um, yeah, he's been in movies. So, but nonetheless, to bring us back to where Joe Bob comes from. So John Irving Bloom, before Joe Bob Briggs existed, was a reporter. Um, he was a reporter, and then eventually was a um, was a uh, movie critic. Um, and his initial, and I think it was in Dallas, I believe. I want to say it was the uh, Dallas. Let me see. I have the name of his paper here. I should have had this ready to go. Um, the Dallas Herald Times, I think. Let me check. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Was it? Yeah. Dallas Times I Herald. I was so close. Anyway, so uh, he was a he was a reporter uh, for a while. He was just a standard, you know, go out on the street and report actual news stories uh, reporter for the Dallas Times Herald. And then they eventually moved him over to uh, doing film reviews. And his mm-hmm. idea, and I, I was listening to an interview where he talked about this. His idea initially was he said he was influenced by Mark Twain of all things um, because Mark Twain and various other writers have done this would just write under pseudonyms uh, for different things, you know, and back, back in the day before the internet and before sort of mass media, you kind of get away with that, right? You could, Mm -hmm. you could write it where like some people would know it was you, but whatever. And so he, he wanted to be a film critic like that. He wanted to write under different names and have a sort of character spin on it. And, his goal initially was not to be, and this goes to what you said, his goal initially was not to be what he called a snooty film critic. Um, yeah. He wanted to write about movies that, from the perspective of a sort of populist perspective, like, if it's fun, as long as it's not boring, we're not looking for an Oscar kind of thing. It's like the the criteria of what makes a good movie are not, for him, the same things that make, you know, Oscar-worthy films or something. Sure. Um and so he develops this character called Joe Bob Briggs. Initially, he was going to... Did you see what he was initially going to call his character? Uh, no. This jumps, throws us right into the deep end of uh, him being a complicated figure. He initially wrote under the name, or wanted to write under the name, Bobo Rodriguez, who was supposed to be, and this is a quote, half redneck and half Mexican. Um, <laughs> and he was told by... And he was like, there's tons of these guys in Texas. And he was told by his editor, you can't do that. Um, yeah. So he said, so I picked the whitest name I could think of, which is Joe Bob Briggs. And then eventually that is sort of what stuck. Um, yeah. So there's, there's, there's an interesting thing, uh, that I'm kind of picking up on. Like, so Joe Bob Briggs is not a dummy. Yeah. He, he's an intelligent, he's, he's, he's very yes. well written. He's, yeah. he knows his stuff. Yeah. Um, which for me actually makes all of the, the, complicated things with joe bob that much uh more harder to swallow yeah, for me yeah um because he's so like he does he knows he knows better right yeah but what's interesting is you said bobo rodriguez mm-hmm. so bobo is probably the redneck name rodriguez mm-hmm. is a traditional mexican last name yeah 
and there's a certain uh there's there's a juxtaposition there of you and I growing up in towns with rednecks who yeah we're constantly you know making fun of Mexicans right right, right. yeah um and any type of uh, immigrant in our town like the redneck the proud boys whatever you want to call them <laughs> you know would yeah. you know would um speak down yeah of course uh, yeah yeah to this 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 other race sure so you've got a guy here who sees who sees <laughs> who sees an opportunity to yeah. put these two things together yeah. in a, a satirical kind of way yeah. without any thought of i shouldn't do this uh-huh so it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to come from a place of bigotry, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it doesn't. And and also, I think it's. I mean, um, I think it's. There's a slight difference in terms of like where we grew up in Kentucky, which experienced a much more recent influx of immigrants from Mexico um, when we were sort of growing up, right? It was starting to sure. be a thing, as opposed to like Texas, where you have at least close to the border, you have lots of folks who are just either they're Mexican or their family's Mexican, right? Um, right. And so you have. Uh, I'm guessing, um, or it seems reasonable, that you would have sort of an intermingling of those types of cultures, like a sort of Tex-Mex culture um, that he's kind of referring to. And yeah, okay, so already it's complicated, but... um, But that's just an interesting insight into, you know... Yeah. You can kind of like peel apart his... Probably his thought process is, you know, that's a funny juxtaposition of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just not my place to make that juxtaposition. Right. And he's doing this. I mean, at the time that he's doing this, you know, Joe Bob is getting started probably what, early 80s or something like that? I mean, this is, or maybe even late 70s. Like, this is a long sure. time ago. Culture is very yeah. different. Um, yep. And so. so, yeah, okay. So we have a little bit of, a little bit of something strange there. But anyway, he, he, does this he becomes uh you know joe bob briggs for the purposes of writing this this article um or this this continuing sort of thing and he he that's where he sort of sets up a lot of the kind of uh tropes that come along with joe bob later he he talks about um he talks about the distinction between as we've said drive-in movies by which he means sort of largely b movies or horror movies or whatever Mm -hmm. exploitation films and what he calls indoor bullshit which is, or I guess he calls it indoor bull stuff when he's on a, you know, television or whatever. But yeah. um, he uses that to distinguish between like high art and low art, basically. And he's only interested in the low art, which is for the people and is not for, you know, um, yeah, Oscar uh, <laughs> for your consideration or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, like uh, yeah. in in literary terms, it would be like uh, a pulp a pulp dime dime magazine versus literary fiction literary fiction yeah exactly uh so he he writes and and as he's writing for the dallas times herald he also um and some of my chronology is going to get out of whack here so you know forgive that but um he also writes he's a contributing editor for a time to national lampoon um he also is a freelancer who writes for rolling stone he writes for playboy he writes for the village voice he writes for interview so he's like he is a you know um he's sort of a hunter thompson type like it gives me that vibe you know he's 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 a literary um person he's a writer he's a journalist but not in a sort of uh the sense of like you know work in the street kind of journalism um 
but he's a commentator and he's well read. And so I think interestingly enough, this is one of the things where as Joe Bob goes on and like now this guy is, yeah, he's John Bloom, but at the same time, like everybody knows him as Joe Bob. It's sort Mm -hmm. of, sort of a Larry, the cable guy type thing where the, the character and the real person just kind of come together and converge a little bit. Um, and so I, I don't know. I was going to, I was going to see if you had any thoughts on him as a sort of the distinction between him as a Joe Bob and him, him as a sort of Hunter Thompson type, you know, <laughs> writer. If yeah, that makes sense. You um, know what I mean? Yeah. Not it. What, what's difficult for me is that yeah. I, I don't know that I've really read, um, non Joe Bob mm, uh, mm-hmm. takes yeah, in yeah, his yeah. articles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love watching Joe Bob's last drive in show. Yeah. But there are times where he'll go on a ten minute rant on something yeah. that I'm like I like, no, this isn't it. Like you're you're yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> this isn't the right this is not the right take. This yeah. is yeah. This is an outdated take. Yeah. And then I'll just be sitting there thinking, is this just Joe Bob or is this him? Right. And I don't think there is a line. I don't yeah. I, I think Joe Bob is a crutch to um um you know his his honest thoughts and opinions uh-huh. just in a character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cuz otherwise like you just don't say harmful stuff. You 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 can you can you can be satire on the things, you know, like <laughs> you could be mm-hmm. Borat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. But that's a different thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's less of a. I mean, yeah, and that that's that's one of the interesting things and one of the complicated things about Joe Bob Briggs is how much of a character is it? Um, yeah, you know, I've seen him. I've seen him say in interviews that he exaggerates enormously ar- around some of this stuff, and at the same sure. time, I've seen him. You know, when you watch him in interviews where he's not being Joe Bob. Like there is a difference in his voice, you know. He he, t- it's toned yeah. down a little bit. He's talking more quietly. He still has a little bit of an accent, but he's like someone who's lived in and around Texas uh, at various points in his life, so that's not surprising. Um, yeah. But you know, you can tell sort of a difference. But he's dressed exactly the same. He looks exactly the <laughs> yeah. same. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And and then beyond that, I uh, when we were actually I didn't go back and redo this, but when we were prepping for the first Joe Bob episode that got canned, um, I went and read a bunch of his articles that he wrote and um i forget where he's writing now but he's writing for a place now that's um it's kind of like um let's see if i have it on here no i don't have it but um it's it's an online forum where some fairly controversial people have written yeah um, is is it um talkie magazine it could be i don't know i don't remember yeah th- um, there there have been a couple articles that i've seen regarding joe bob in this magazine, yeah, where he doesn't overtly ever, s- <laughs> he, it's just his take is just so wrong on all of the like even regarding like uh, white nationalists. Yeah, his take is like yeah, he's not going to say be a white nationalist, but he's also saying leave him alone. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. N- no. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Though. Yeah. Exactly. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he's, he's written for, you know, that play, if it was called that or not, he's written for that place where like, there are people who are on the verge of being white nationalists who write for that. Um, yeah. And I've seen him respond to, he's gotten criticism obviously. And I've seen him respond to it and say like, clearly 
I shouldn't be on the hook for agreeing with every other person that writes for this outlet. Um, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's true, but why not just say, you know, yeah, clearly that's horseshit. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? No, just straight, like, don't say this, just <laughs> here, actually, actually, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to write an article that is yeah. helpful. Yeah. yeah, exactly. To a group that's not mm-hmm. mine. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and he, um, or yeah. or if I have a bad take, I'm going to apologize for it. Sure. He's not going to do it, and he hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And some of his some of his takes too. Like he had one take that was about um, I don't even remember what it was. It was about the the you know the sort of tired uh, beginner novice stand up premise of like the LGBTQ uh, acronym is getting too long or something. Yeah. Uh, he so had that. Yeah. Yeah. That that was written in May, I think. Okay. So this there's actually May? a couple. Of, yeah. This this just happened. Wow. Okay. Um. This 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 article came out. Uh, did you see the uh, scare package episode of? I did. Joe yeah. Bob? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. It was that then. Wow. When this happened. Okay. Um, and actually, there's uh, a member of the, either an actor or of the crew of Scare Package, mm-hmm. where the director, uh, what's his name, Aaron Kuntz, I think. Oh yeah, that sounds right. Uh, he he had a conversation with Joe Bob. Yeah. Like because they actually film these things. It's not live, yeah. right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it's played to be live, but they film it all earlier sure. on, and it just you know it seems live, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So he had a conversation, uh, the director, with Joe Bob regarding this article that came out because one of the actors in his movies who is gay Mm -hmm. um, was just completely and utterly destroyed by... Joe Bob's take, yeah, that he couldn't, <laughs> that, yeah. that, and but if you read the article, there are parts of it where he's like, "Listen, we should, you know, yes, every everyone should, no one should have to worry about what to be called. We're all just people, and right, we all just want right, to be right. loved. Yeah, that's all and great, but yeah, it it's not <laughs> your call. It's and it's also sort of an it's sort of an it's sort of the same type of rationale that you get from like all lives matter people you know exactly. it's like exactly yeah i mean i get it like the the propositional phrase that every life matters yeah. is one thing but the all lives matter movement as a sort of politically contextualized statement means something real different um yes and so um, yeah so so he had a conversation with, with joe bob and joe bob wanted to um do a three-way call with this actor to talk it out. Yeah. Um, and the actor wasn't comfortable with it. Sure. And the actor eventually said, you know, I'm, you know, this is actually really big for the movie. I'm really uh, grateful for, for this opportunity for you and your movie. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to check out. Sure. I don't, I don't want a phone call apology or yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he just kind of checked out. Right. Sure. Um, and, Joe Bob wanted to talk it out with the guy. He wanted one on one to work it out. Yeah. But he's not. He doesn't want to. He yeah. doesn't want to do that uh, on a, on a large scale yeah. of I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know that he understands that he's wrong. Right. 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 It, right. <laughs> Joe Bob reminds me of a Renan Hirschberg bit that I love. Okay. It's uh he he this is a a comedian from Louisville who who yeah. lives in New York City. Yeah. And his bit is regarding uh, uh, our grandparents mm-hmm. and our parents always saying, you know, your grandparent is a racist, right? They're just a racist. Uh-huh. They mean well, yeah. but they're from another time. Yeah. They're from another time. <laughs> and, 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 and Renan says, 
No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> they're from right now. <laughs> We're all from right now. Ooh, that bit is so like, good. And then, yeah. it, and then he goes on to say, he's like, if anybody has any excuse to be a straight up racist, uh-huh. it's Captain America. <laughs> because he yeah. was frozen in ice yeah. in the middle of a very racially charged time yeah. Yeah. and then just woke up in like 2014 <laughs> and had a one-eyed uh, black boss. And he was just like, cool. He's cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Um, man, that's so good. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and that is, that is the sort of, I understand, I feel that sort of intuitive pull also to be like, well, he's an older guy. Like maybe some of this is, yeah. But at the same time, like he's an older guy who is very intelligent. Um, yes. and, and I think that's a, a he's key from piece. right now. Yes. And that's a key <laughs> piece of this puzzle too, is that like, he's not Joe Bob Briggs. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's not just a dude who only watches shit movies and talks about him. This is a guy who, um, and it's also one of the things that I absolutely love and also find infuriating about his character in regard to less sort of socially relevant topics. There was, there was one thing where, um, one of the episodes from Last Drive-In Show, I don't remember what it was, uh, it might have been uh, um, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, actually, because that's sort of an yeah. art film. And so he's talking through mm-hmm. all this stuff, and he brings up um, this sort of philosophical movement called post-structuralism. Doesn't matter what it is, n- nobody cares, it's fine. But um, yeah. he brings up this thing called post-structuralism, and he says, he just throws off the word post-structuralism. And mm-hmm. talks about like I forget if it's uh, I forget who he's talking about Foucault or somebody I don't I don't remember but he brings up you know some of the relevant thinkers that are related to sort of post structuralist thought and then at the end he gives this thing where he like it's not like he goes in depth about it but he brings it up and talks about it and goes or whatever that means you know he like yeah. he wants to feign like he's sort of an everyman a sort of ignorant yeah. kind of you know who knows but it's like no you're a very sophisticated thinker about mm-hmm. the medium and the craft of film particularly um yeah but also beyond that you are a sort of like he reminds me of a kind of hunter thompson figure in terms of like he ca- has the ability to think deeply about things there's just no mm-hmm. question and so um so that's another thing to say well you're not off the hook you are from right now yeah. Um, kind of thing. Um, but. yeah. And so, and there are more articles, right? It's not just, yeah, it's not just one, the one yeah. from this year yeah, or the, yeah. the white nationalist one, which is just a little bit more sympathetic to like, yeah. leave these people alone kind uh-huh. of thing. Uh-huh. Um, there are, there are older ones that some, some, some like some in the eighties, I think that, that were controversial yeah, there at was, the same time. There was one that was particularly controversial from 85. Um, he wrote a column about the, we are the world video and he includes, right. this is just from the Wikipedia, but it includes mocking descriptions of starving African children, um, and made derogatory comments about the American Negro college fund. Um, yeah. and that's what ended his position with the Dallas Times Herald. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, it's, and it, this is, this is also a thing with, with a lot of Joe Bob's takes yeah. are also a thing with a lot of like stand up comedians where, mm. mm-hmm. you know, s- satire is important. Sure. It's, it's important to laugh at the things that are difficult. Yeah. Um, 
And there are times where you'll hear a joke and you'll laugh and then you'll feel really conflicted as to why you laughed, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll try to, you'll try to kind of, and then, but all the comedians are saying people are just, they're just too <laughs> sensitive right now. They're just too sensitive. Like even, right. even Dave, Dave Chappelle, right. which I love Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And some of his, some of his jokes are like, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But. Yeah. But them coming from him and his perspective, yeah. it's I feel like I'm not in the place to you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. so um and Dave Chappelle will be the first to say people are just too sensitive. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> we're also in a time right now where like uh minorities, uh people who have been uh preyed upon yeah. uh by powerful white men are in a position where they're being listened to on a real level yeah and it's because we're all taking this stuff really well all we're all well yeah, right come on right uh, yeah. but many of us are taking this stuff really seriously sure. to where like th- things are actually changing mm-hmm. right yeah. you can see it happening sure and a comedian's going to say, "Oh, well, people, well, people are just being too, yeah. being too uh, uh, sensitive." Uh-huh. Well, no, we're just making your job a little bit more yeah. difficult. Yeah. Work on your craft right. to where you don't have to punch down yeah. to make people laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and once you do that, you're going to be great. Yeah, exactly. Like this is good for you, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. If you've got the chops That's to like the thing, you know, make yeah. people laugh without you know, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, there was a, there was a, uh, there's this, I don't know if it's not a YouTube series, but it like they, the video show up on YouTube that I really like called big think. And it's just different yeah. people giving interesting ideas, uh, you know, long and short form, whatever. And there's one where with Paul F. Tompkins, where he talks about this particular issue where he talks about like PC culture, if you want to call it that it could have downsides, whatever. I'm not saying it's perfect, but like this sort of PC culture does not in any way make comedy, uh, it, it doesn't mean that people are becoming too sensitive to laugh at things. It just means you have to be better about what's funny now. Like, there is no yeah. objective truth about what is funny. What's funny is yes. culturally contextual, and it's it's in relation to systems of meaning that, this is just me talking now, systems of meaning that human beings build over time. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there are some people who have... Wait, who was talking before? Yeah, it was, I don't, it was Paul. It was Paul through me. Um, oh, that's it was Paul Tompkins through me. But that's wacky. Yeah, it's weird. It's Halloween time, man. Um, yeah. Well, it's not when this comes out. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, like there is no objective thing that is funny. There is no objective standard that's funny. And so you have to, if you're trying to be a comedian, you're trying to be someone who's funny, which Joe Bob is. I mean, he had a stand up comedy show at one point. Um, if you're trying to do that, then you have to figure out how to be funny. And to some yeah. extent, the thing is, that stuff's just not fun. It's not funny to punch down anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, to the extent you could have gotten people to laugh at that in the past, it's probably not good. It doesn't speak well to that to the state of society when you're laughing at people who are oppressed or yeah. whatever. And so it's just like, it's not that people are too sensitive. It's that in the past they were too callous. Um, yeah. It's that like our empathy is expanding and that's ultimately a good thing. Um, yeah. So. 100%. Yeah. Anyway, that's a you know, that's, you know, and then then when you're in a position where you have to listen to a take where you're trying to figure out whether or not this take is coming from a place of 
Mm-hmm. Maybe this is maybe this is satire, and they're trying to like shine a light on something that's right. important, right? Or maybe it's coming from a place of like uh, of prejudice where sure. they just don't like this type of person and they don't want to take responsibility for it and so they don't want to take the responsibility. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. i don't like to have to wonder yeah is the thing i think that's fair yeah i think that's um, completely fair okay yeah now I, I i think we've run i think we've 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 made our point clear on this <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> you know joe bob is yeah. that uncle that you 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 try not you try not to start too many conversations with yeah. at Thanksgiving, yeah. right? Because he's a cool um, uncle, and you don't want to find out that. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. So that being said, sure. I've actually never felt more inspired mm-hmm. during a pandemic yeah. than after the one cut of the dead episode of, of Joe Bob's Last Drive-In Show. Excellent. Yes. So I wanted to bring this up too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you first of all, if you haven't seen Joe Bob's show. Um, or if you're just into horror movies in general, I would recommend Shudder. It's like six bucks a month, yep. I think, right? Yeah, six bucks, I think. Um, there's lots of stuff. There's some classic stuff. I want to say, like, you know, John Carpenter's Halloween's up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of good stuff on there. A lot of good stuff. Lot of stuff. Um, and uh, the uh, Brian Bertino movie that I sound design's yeah. going up pretty soon. Hell so yeah. if you want to see that, whatever, whatever. Um, so he, uh, but this this one movie that he 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 kind of championed. It's a, it's a movie called One Cut of the Dead. Yeah. Um. It's it's a subtitled movie. Um. I didn't even look up where it was shot. The the. Oh, I don't remember. I can find it real quick. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. So it's subtitled. Um. So you have to you know you, if you're lazy you're gonna have to read. And get over it. Some of the best horror movies are subtitled. Yeah. Absolutely. Let the right one in. Yep. Yep. Uh. You know all those blah blah blah. Um, it's in Japanese, it's a, so it, okay, Japanese, yep. and it's a movie that's like basically shot. Uh, at least half the movie shot like on a handy cam, yeah. Um, and it's it's basically a, 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 a people filming a movie, and then uh, and they're filming a zombie movie, and then it appears that zombies are actually real, and they have to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And then other things happen. Yeah, you can't. And yeah. it's this movie is 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 such a treat. Um, uh, so it was the last second movie on. He he always does a double feature, and after the movie ended, uh, he basically t- he you know he has his little his little monologues where he just rambles, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like this is enjoyable, and sometimes for me it's like yeah, this no no Joe Bob nope no nope um. But this time he said, "Okay, keep the cameras rolling." Yeah, and the 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 camera starts to dolly in on him. He walks towards the camera. The camera moves back, shows the set. He's walking through the set. People are tearing down everything, uh-huh. and he's basically it's like this like I don't remember. It felt like it was ten minutes long, but it may have only been like four or five minutes long. This monologue to the camera in real time, basically saying that, you know. If you have an idea for a movie, yeah. pick up the camera, don't let anything stop you, make the movie, and send it to me because I'll watch it. Yeah. yeah. And there was and I just got I got goosebumps yeah. watching this man like champion his his viewership in such a way yeah. that that's why this he, he's so complicated for me because yeah. like it's like he's like organized religion, right? Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're we're gonna see our 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 loved ones again when we die. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. But but. <laughs> but here's what you're gonna have to do but before. Wait. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, That's funny. You know, but like, and it, I, I even like uh, a couple friends that I co-write with. Mm-hmm. Um, I got texts from them that day saying, "Did you watch Joe Bob last night?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling so jazzed to write right now. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's like. Well, and it was this it was this long monologue that was really I mean it was heartfelt. You could tell that like regardless of any any of the other things Joe Bob ever talks about, this thing he meant to his bones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh yeah. there was no sort of detached irony about this. It was it was 100% and he talked quite a bit about like you don't need film school kind of stuff. Like yes. you don't need to go and get trained by whoever. You just need to make your movie. And like yeah. you, you need just to- need an idea and then a, a figure out a way to to, yeah. to execute you just need to do it like you don't need to you don't need to train for it you don't need to think about it you don't need to plan for it you just need to do it you know and um and it made perfect sense as a sort of closer to one cut of the dead which is a movie about filmmaking um yeah and yeah that was one of the things i think i even text you as soon as i got done watching that i was like have you yeah. seen that episode because you are gonna love that episode <laughs> like, yeah um and i loved it and i'm not a filmmaker not an aspire to be one but it was kind of one of those things where it was like you know i'm an artistic person so i have some interest in it and i was like "Ooh, yeah. it'd be fun to like pick up a job on a film set at some point <laughs> you know that kind yeah. of thing mm-hmm. um but yeah so so i understand it being complicated because there are unambiguously great parts about what joe bob briggs does um and i think that's one of them is is he does have a passion for this stuff and he does care about it and yeah yeah and and also that that sort of whole monologue embodies his initial sort of spirit of what he wanted the character to be which is it's not about trying to get the oscar you know like it's not about sort of like snooty awards and being an elitist sort of artist figure um it's about doing your movie um, yeah so i don't know um so yeah so th- so the other side of joe bob yeah especially as of recent is uh darcy the male girl right yeah yeah um so darcy is um basically the twitter presence yes. of joe bob's show yeah and um she has a, a very large following she's very knowledgeable about horror movies mm-hmm. um and she she had a, a, a she wrote a long article recently about um, uh, body shaming and how how people treat her regarding her body yeah. and 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 Joe Bob was very like supportive of this sure. and yeah. and was you know a champion for her to do that yeah and uh, over and over again and and Darcy seems like a pretty level headed cool kind of yeah. Uh, person like all those controversial joe bob things you don't see that with darcy no but what you do see is her saying over and over again i just wish that you guys could know the joe bob that i know yeah yeah she's like i know this person and i understand what it looks like but it's not that yeah um yeah yeah so and and I'm sure that there's truth to that, and I think you can hear it underneath some of those articles of like, you know, we all just want to be loved, we all just want to be sure. accepted. Yeah. Um, and I think he feels that and believes that. Yeah. But I think that there's something standing in the way of him, um, actually like living that and actually, um, yeah. It, it, 
you're you're one hundred percent responsible for everything you put out yeah. into the world. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's taking responsibility for all of these things he's saying yeah. and he's not apologizing for any of the any of the <laughs> yeah. bad takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so. for sure. And and to some extent, I mean, one of the things that uh, uh, John, you can tell that John Bloom, whoever that real person is, really enjoys and cares about and is sort of mired in like Southern American culture and like yeah. flyover American culture. So like the South, the Midwest, you know, the Southwest a little bit. He loves those types of culture. And the thing is like... As a, as a per like, I don't care about that sort of, like, aesthetic and culture. I sort of hate it sometimes. But, like, um, mm-hmm. one of the things that is sort of difficult is, like, those areas of the United States, it is sort of hard to differentiate and distinguish between sort of culture in a vacuum and very problematic and regressive politics. Like, those things are woven together like and i can only speak for you know kentucky which is where i'm you know from and spent the majority of my life but like but at the same time it is i don't know those things are are woven together in those areas of the country and so i don't know i don't know if i have a further point about that but i think you can see it in joe bob and his and his um preference for those areas and their culture i guess yeah um not to say that he's explicitly, you know, terrible in his politics always in obvious ways, but yeah. Um, I actually read recently yeah. that um, that uh, Joe Bob is, I'm sorry, John Bloom is yeah. uh, has been a, a libertarian since the '80s. Sure, yeah, checks out. Um, yeah. So, so there, <laughs> you know, there are there are certain kind of yeah. right wing, yeah elements to probably a lot of his kind of political I could fully thoughts see, and ideas. Yeah, I could fully see him being a libertarian. He 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 yep. reads that way. Absolutely. Um do you want I have a little bit I have a, a few more things I want to talk about, but do you want to take a quick uh, break and then come right back? Yeah. Dope. Let's do that. Check out this ad break everybody and then we'll come back and we'll conclude our episode on Joe Bob Briggs. Check out this advert. Hi, Sugar. I'm Erica Michelle. I host a voice diary called Brown Sugar Diaries on the Rock Candy Network, where I spill all the tea about my daily experiences, life lessons, my journey to healing and wholeness, my life as an entrepreneur, student doctor, CEO of a nonprofit, and I give my opinion on the current happenings of the world. You see why I have this voice diary? I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Tune into Brown Sugar Diaries wherever you listen to podcasts and let's sip on this tea or wine. All right, we're back. Um, So we have both beveraged up. Um, I am having a truth, a the truth Imperial IPA from Flying Dog. And you are having a white claw, bro. Black cherry white claw. Um, is that? I think I've already made. I've already made it kind of clear on the podcast. I've been drinking some white claws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh I did I did get into a little bit a bit of a beer phase uh oh yeah recently during the oh, pandemic. Wow. But it was like light beers like sure. um not like not like Miller Lite or but it's uh-huh. like it was like uh Stella's and like yeah. um yeah. Dos Equis and um those are good beers. You know, the the light beers that have a little bit more bite. Sure. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like higher quality light beers. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I do like I do like that. Um yeah. But they're just a little heavier, and um, yeah, you know, white claws low calorie. No, I get that. I get that. Um, 
and been losing a little weight lace recently yeah, you man. Know? nicely done nicely done i haven't seen you in a year almost so <laughs> i need to jesus christ anyway um all right so let's chat about uh let's let's talk some more about joe bob so you were mentioning um darcy the male girl and yeah one of the things that i wanted to bring up about darcy is first of all i love darcy the male girl i think she's yeah. super cool um mm-hmm. she seems great like she's one of those people who and uh, i'm hesitant to even say this but i'll say it and then decide if i want to take it out later she's one of those people who has had plastic surgery it's pretty clear um she talks mm-hmm. about that um and i don't know if it's because of that or why it is but like i cannot tell how old she is like She's one of those people to me who reads as, and I don't mean this really negatively in any way, but she's one of those people who reads to me as like, she could be like 27 or she could be 48. Yeah, late 40s. Yeah. And and at one point I heard them talk about like, she's a mom, I think. I think she has kids. Yeah. Or at least a kid. Because I think that she has a kid who's a teenager, if I'm not mistaken. And so that was the first, like I heard that said on one of the shows and I was like, Wait, how old is Darcy? <laughs> like, um, but anyway, she uh, she's sort of a lot of the sort of pseudo problematic things that we've been talking about about Joe Bob. She seems like a check on a lot of those things, you know. Yeah, she seems also, even though it's not explicit, it's kind of one of those things where it reads to me like she is a sort of another kind of exasperated viewer. When Joe Bob gives like an old man take that's vaguely not cool, yeah. she'll roll her eyes or something like that, and it's not you know, and 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 she'll probably have like a word with him yeah. afterward. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. yeah, like this is not how the world works anymore, right? You know, <laughs> and and I think that's really uh, one one of the reasons I like her a lot is because like Joe Bob always or i don't know about always but it was a trope of a sort of joe bob show like the drive-in or monster vision whatever it was it was a trope of those older shows to have a quote-unquote male girl um and the male girl was obviously someone in her like 20s or 30s whatever um sure and so uh but but yeah and so in the past and i don't know any of those previous male girls uh at all because i've I've just seen little clips but at least my my general impression of it is they were kind of just there to be seen and oftentimes they were sexualized you know yeah um and it that is not the position that darcy occupies i mean you know you know Joe Bob's Joe Bob carries the show on camera, but like yeah. that's only one part of the experience of the show. Yeah. If you're not live tweeting sure. while you're watching the show, yeah. then you're missing out on half of it, right? Yes, absolutely. And well, let's also uh, acknowledge the fact that without Darcy, there would be no Last Drive-In show, right? Um, I mean, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know she was a huge staple at like horror conventions. Um I don't know if she did. I know she does cosplay sometimes. I don't know if that's why or if it was just as a fan, but she was like a staple at horror conventions. And I believe that it was her that talked Joe Bob Briggs into trying the shutter thing at all. Um, okay. I think she was one of the sort of key pieces of like negotiating the deal to get him back on any sort of service at all. Um, Cause he had been out of the game for, you know, however long before this show yeah. came along. Um, so anyway, Darcy, the male girls. Great. Um, her, I just looked up her website. It's kinkyhorror.com, which is excellent. So that's right. That's, I think that, yeah, that's her name. It's her Twitter too, on right? Twitter name yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Okay, so uh, one other part of Joe Bob Briggs that I wanted to talk about is uh, this is under this is John Bloom. Um, John Bloom was the president, and uh, I don't know if he was a founder or not. I feel like I read he was a founder at some point, but he was the president for a time of something called the Trinity Foundation of Dallas, Texas, which is a non-denominational, non-profit public foundation that serves as a religious watchdog group. Um, and so, okay, what's that? (laughs) So it's funny. I have a bit of a personal anecdote with this. Uh, the Trinity Foundation published a magazine called, uh, the Wittenberg door, and it was also called the door at some point. And my dad used to get this magazine when I was a kid. Um, and basically what they are, is there a, uh, religious organization of sort of liberal, type Christians. I mean, I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying like of sort of a progressive Christian stripe. And basically what they do is they perform a watchdog function around televangelists and, um, and sort of profiteering ministries and stuff like that. So (laughs) they formed in the wake of the like, uh, televangelist scandals in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, uh, what's, what's it, what's the guy that Jim, Jim Baker, and uh yeah. yeah and uh who else uh who's Jimmy's who's my favorite swagger or something who's my favorite is, current is ted haggard your favorite no oh covid 19 oh. <laughs> kenneth copeland <laughs> co 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 i blow <laughs> the wind of god <laughs> i summon a supernatural heat wave from we, the depths of hell we gonna burn this thing <laughs> um that guy's awesome that's a jam yeah. uh yeah like y'all yeah. His, his website claims it's, that the Lord has kept his hair supernaturally black into his eighties. <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> like that's a like, fun. That's there's a fun there's a line right with mm-hmm. with stuff yeah. and like <laughs> <laughs> with with what what you can just like what what you can just <sighs> I don't even know what to say without like without like making somebody mad. But sure, like, yeah. y'all, this dude. Yeah. No. Oh, he's selling snake oil. There's no question. Yeah. Like this dude is just nonsense. He's a nonsense millionaire like, who preys on older, right confused after, people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if 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 y'all haven't seen the interview where, um, <laughs> you know, after he basically said the reason he doesn't fly, um, commercially is mm-hmm. because he he didn't want to be trapped in a tube flying through the sky with a bunch of demons. Absolutely. Yeah. And basically, he was saying like, "Well, I'm not saying the people are demons. No. I'm saying that like yeah. they have demons. Lord, they could. And be- like, I don't have, and yeah. I don't have time with it for that. Those people could I believe to- anything. Who knows? Yeah. So get me my own but jet. <laughs> he got he got like caught by like a it, like getting into his car by like um somebody from like uh I don't remember what yeah I don't remember but what what a uh, news or or outlet or whatever it was yeah. And then he he starts sweet talking them like oh my mother watches or my mother watched this show she just loved you guys sure and, like, and then like she'd ask him a hard question and then he'd start praying yes before he answered that's excellent I'm gonna it's, start doing that it's it's something <laughs> it's it's unlike anything I've ever seen and I'm sorry to go off on this tangent um, <laughs> well it's relevant because that's but, um, exactly the type of guy yeah. Yeah. There, there's a right after the pandemic of course like right when the pandemic was happening like this COVID-19 uh yeah. remix was just going around anytime tiff or i 
Iert Mirtiff, however the writers yeah. say that it is. Anytime we hear someone say COVID nineteen, <laughs> we both go co co COVID nineteen COVID nineteen because it's just it's a bop. It's a bop, man. Um, but um, uh, shortly after that video came out, I, I saw this thing where he's addressing all his viewership, and he's and he basically said that he's so thankful that God gave him the premonition. Yeah, that regardless of what the viewers were making during the pandemic, even yeah. if they couldn't work, that yeah. he was thankful that God told them that they were going to make, as a church, $3 million in a X amount of time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know... <laughs> that was nice of God to do that, though. I yeah. Mean, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not just going to sit here and call people stupid, okay? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you call Ken Copeland stupid, that's yeah. He, yeah, he's a dummy. Yeah. But... Oh, oh man. Yeah. The manipulation in that feeling of like Sure. Oh, thank thank I'm so glad that God's going to take care of the church because of mm-hmm. all the things I get out of the church. Absolutely. I don't really have much, but I should actually I should I should yeah. I should give something because of God's will Absolutely. even though I don't have it to give. Sure. Take out a loan. That's like it's like like if you don't have a soul, like yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect business model. Of course. Of course um, it is. It's tax-free, you're not, too. You're not taxed for it. You can't it. even get taxed. Yeah. But guess what? Your church guest is on fire. Guess who you call? The taxed fire department. Anyway. Taxed fire. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, so uh, all that to say, he he was the president of the Trinity Sorry, Foundation. <laughs> That's the you opening. That's the opening. Of this <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Um, so he's the president of the Trinity Foundation, which published The Door, which I read as a kid, or like it was always in my dad's bathroom because he was, uh, um, he had friends who were into, you know, separation of church and state stuff. And, um, but anyway, also in that same vein of sort of like televangelism watchdog function, he was a, uh, regular, um, sort of correspondent or something. He was for, he was featured on The Daily Show, um, uh, under his own name, John Bloom, he had a segment on The Daily Show called God Stuff, where huh. he would talk about televangelist sort of, and he would show like things of them being ludicrous and hypocritical, and then he would make jokes about it. But it wasn't Joe Bob. Like he just wore a regular yeah. like button up and was John Bloom, didn't have much of an accent, that kind of thing. On The Daily Show? On The Daily Show, but it was in the first two seasons. So it was before John Stewart. It was like okay. old, old Daily Show. You know, um, so like but, John Stewart probably did his vetting. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <was> like, yeah, <laughs> like, like I get, like this yeah. is a good bit or whatever. But sure. like, remember that? You remember that article in the eighties? Yeah, wrote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was. He's uh, like, I'm, I'm gonna find the Stephen Colbert, Colbert's of yeah. the world and the, oh my uh, God. the, um, yeah. yeah. The Steve Steve Carells and those people, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, but he he was on there during the Craig Kilborn uh, Daily Show times. So, uh, so that's another interesting and kind of weird thing he did. So, um, I think that's about all I've got. I mean, yeah one one of the one of the interesting things, uh, the thing that I think is most interesting. Obviously, he has some problematic stuff, but the thing I think is most interesting about him as a sort of creator um, is. It is that back and forth between like him pretending to be, you know, just an old boy drinking, you know, Lone Stars on a fake set somewhere, yeah, talking about you know beasts, breasts, and blood, um, in whatever movie, and then the notion that like no, no, he's he's actually kind of an intellectual in a yeah. way, um, 
you know, I, I found an article that said, this is a quote from the article talking about the various, the various sort of personas of him. It says, witness him between takes on the set, solitary and pouring over the pages of his script, and you get a sense of the soft-spoken, somber-eyed, insular literature major who first graduated first in his class at Vanderbilt. Um, and... <laughs> And so it's like, you know, he's yeah. this. He's also sort of an intellectual person. Another thing that we didn't mention is um, he had he had a childhood bout with polio as well. Oh, um, okay, that's interesting. And and if you um, he is not to spoil this, you know, fantastic film, but um, he shows up in Scare Package, the movie. Yeah, um, he does at the end of it. And I that was the place that I first noticed that like he has a he has a limp. Um, and I'd never seen him walk around before, but in that, in those scenes, yeah. he's walking around in a hallway and he's got a pretty, pretty notable limp. And, uh, it's from a childhood bout with polio, which is, is wild. But I, I think that back and forth of him being sort of Joe Bob and then also being sort of a, a very well-read person who likes he's, the sort of intellectual he, side of things. He's, he's the guy that, that. That brings on a, sh- a movie like A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yeah. And makes fun of it the whole time. Yes. And says, I give this four stars. Go watch it. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. He gives it, he gives it a high rating. Yeah. And I and, think that I think that episode that episode in the House of the Devil episode from his new show are paradigmatic of this. Like those are yeah. him talking about movies. Like both of those, Girl Walks Home more so, both of those have like art film things in them girl walks home especially right is just an art film basically and so he talks about like how and he'll sometimes distance himself from horror fans where he'll be like horror fans don't like this because they say it's too blah 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 but what you're missing is that you know x y and z and so i i think those are some of my favorite times of him um so yeah, I don't know, but it it makes sense that I would overall like him. I mean, you take out all the bad stuff, and I like, you know, I'm also someone who likes to read a lot and is really nerdy and sort of pseudo intellectual. But at the same time, I like schlock, and I I yeah. think there's something you cool. certainly do. I certainly do like a good schlock now and then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I I think that might be the majority of what I have on on Joe Bob Briggs. Do you have other yeah, thoughts? Yeah, like, I, I, I didn't write any notes. Oh yeah, no, not a single note. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm just gonna, go, I'm gonna go, gonna I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna surf on my feelings of feel it from your heart, how I feel about Joe Bob, yeah. and it's, yeah, it's weird. So I wonder if, I wonder if, uh, for the purposes of this episode, if I was the John Irving Bloom and you were the Joe Bob Bricks here, because you're just, you're just, you're just throwing feelings out there. Yeah, and I- <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> You know what? What's interesting, yeah. especially regarding horror, horror is like yeah. some of the earlier um, names in horror, and mm-hmm. more so some of the uh, some of the um, not even B movies, but C movie names in horror, like um, mm-hmm. like uh, the Troma, the the yeah. um, Lloyd Kaufman, Lloyd Kaufman, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Lloyd Kaufman has a lot of really interesting things to say and yes. some progressive things to say. We got to do a Lloyd Kaufman, yeah. But at the same time, there's some stuff in there that's like, no, no, you're from right now. Like, yeah. you you, yep. you know better than to yep. say that or to put that in a movie. Yeah. Um, regardless of uh-huh. of what type of satire it is, you know. Yeah. 
Lloyd you know. Kaufman is almost is almost uh, you know exemplifies the tensions that we're talking about just dialed up to fucking fifteen or something. Yeah, um, we, we should do a trauma episode. We got to do sure. a trauma. Yeah, definitely. There's so many interesting so. Uh, filmmakers who have come from trauma. Yeah, including uh, the the guy that wrote the theme song for Joe Bob's show. Oh. is a writer director at Trauma. Cool. Yeah. That's great. That fits perfectly. Yeah. 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 Dope. Well, um, do you want to rate the great Joe Bob Briggs? Or the complicated Joe Bob Briggs, I guess, is the better way to say it. I guess we'll have to do our drive-in totals here. All right, let's do drive-in totals. You want to, you you up first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to give him a solid five dead bodies here, right right. down the middle. All right. And I don't know (laughs) if it's because I think he's a five or if it's when I'm watching Joe Bob and feeling inspired, I'm like, yeah. Yes, and then when the show's not on, I'm just constantly thinking about all the negative things. Yeah. So I think just teetering right there, right there in the middle, is kind of where I have to live. Sure. Yeah. Um. But when I'm not watching Joe Bob, his score drops really hard for me. I get that. Yeah. It drops really hard. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And I, I think he's. Be- I, th- I honestly, and part of this is just being hopeful, but I think he's. I think his his thoughts and opinions and ideas and are better than what he shows. Uh-huh. And I think part of it feels like he doesn't want to let down a certain part of his audience. Yep. Yep. Um yep. That's a great point and but one, yeah. in, but until you can say that, um it doesn't count for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I can guess that all I want, but right. like, right. you know, if you're on a platform and you can't like yeah. <laughs> if you can't say, "Oh, that was a bad take sure. on like an entire like community of people." Yeah. Like this yeah. is a problem. Yep. Yep. If you can't if you can't You know, he wants to he wants to have a one-on-one conversation with one person he knows that he offended. Right. But like Right. And that's great. That's that's a good that's a good start. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's now let's let down all of the 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 jackalopes that are like you yeah. know, r- fist pumping every time you say, "Right, hey, d- leave the white nationalists alone." You right, know? right, right. You like, shouldn't give you shouldn't give that type of thought. And I don't, I purposefully won't say those people, right? Because it's yeah. not. It's just ideology. It's not a people group. And so you yeah. purposefully can't give people who are into those or flirting with those types of ideology. You can't give them space to play. You have to like. Yeah. And to the extent that you can't shut that type of thinking down clearly like that's a problem for whatever your shtick is like yeah there's a way to do joe bob briggs and make him just as funny just as insightful just as interesting and just as sort of southern and texasy yeah. but not make him you know uh, and, complicated and have way. as many have as many rants about stuff that i completely disagree with sure. that doesn't hurt people of course <laughs> right yes yes <laughs> like that's fine uh, like if we're yeah. talking about like I don't even know. Have Who as many cares? rants as you want, yeah. even about things that, yeah, the things that I disagree with, like you're saying, have as many rants as you want about how it's crazy that people can't buy a 32-ounce sugary soda because of regulations, blah, 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 right? Like, yeah. have as many, uh, you know, things about that or about, you know, uh, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, but when, <laughs> when you're talking about just people groups, you're in weird territory. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Mine's gonna be higher than yours, actually. Um, yeah, but it's that's okay. It's gonna be lower than you know almost anything else I've rated. Anything I've rated this season for sure. Um, yeah. I am going to give Joe Bob Briggs seven out of ten blood breasts and beasts. Uh, nice. Will Bob says, check it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I should have written up like this many, this much of this, this much of this, this much of this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, um, Neo Nazi foo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, if you've seen oh, the show, you equivocation you'll foo. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so we got five and seven out of ten. You know, not a, not a bad showing for Joe Bob, but this dude is yeah. not. It's not something that we can just unequivocally say. Yeah. Hey, how wonderful this is, right? Hey, um, it's like Joe Bob, you're not Andy Kaufman, okay? Like, exactly. Just, just, exactly. just like, don't defend the bad stuff and yeah, exactly. apologize for apologize for it. Yeah, just, just, yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This is our Joe Bob Briggs episode. We hope you enjoyed it. This is the second episode of season two here on the Common Creatives Podcast. It? Uh, it's the third. Oh my god. Okay, it's the third episode yeah. of season two. Um. Anyway, we got more great episodes coming up, but that said, you should send us your suggestions for anything you want us to talk about. Hit us up on Instagram at Common Creatives Podcast. Email us at commoncreativespodcast at gmail.com. We are a dual production of the Destination Nation Network in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and Rock Candy Podcast Network in, uh, where are they at? <laughs> Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, one of them um, Carolinas. One of them Carolinas there. over there. Uh, go to destinationcomics.com and rockcandyrecordings.com for all sorts of cool ass, you know, podcasts, and you can buy your comics uh, at at Destination. Um, all that kind of stuff. Um, I will say this. I'll throw this on the end, and I'll probably throw it on the beginning next time because okay. nobody's going to listen past us talking about uh, our production uh, groups. So, um. I want to plug stuff that you did and stuff that I did because that's like you were talking yeah. about creative processes. We got, we got stuff coming out we, right now. We talked about creative processes, and that's like processes. Us being there, it processes. is again. There it is again. Um, that's there's funny. the academic. That's funny. Uh, so you have just you're just like you're just trying to be a, a John Bloom right now, <laughs> and I'm right. over here Joe Bob and processes, processes. <laughs> <laughs> you are being a Joe Bob because you fully yeah. understand what that means. Yes. Um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> but it's not harmful. Exactly. That's true. that's the difference. That's the difference. All right. So you See, have. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> like. I'm like doing a master class over here on like right. what he could do. Mm-hmm. Right. This yeah. is what you could be. We'll send this to him. Yeah. Um, just be as dope as me. Yeah. Just get on right. it, John. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Um, you have you already mentioned this actually. Uh, it's not out yet, but it, uh, I don't know when this episode's going up. It's out um, yeah. in November. It's on Shutter. Uh, Dark um, in the Wicked. I think it comes out uh, in theaters and uh, probably VOD, probably day and date type deal. Yeah, uh, November sixth. November sixth. Okay. And I would assume they're going to probably try and make as much money as they can on it before sure. they it goes to Shutter. Yep. Um, so I'm not sure when it goes to shutter, but it will live live well, there. Well, check it out on VOD. Like, um, yeah, you know, check it so out. It's and probably like a throw some four four dollar rental. Throw some cash money at this thing because it's super cool. Um, yeah. it's, if you're a fan of yeah. uh, uh, Bertino's first movie was The Strangers. Great um, movie. 
This kind of feels like the strangers on a farm, but instead of home invaders, it's the devil. Yeah, and the the trailer looks fucking awesome. That's all I've seen because I'm just a regular viewer like you at home. So go watch the trailer right now and get hyped for it and then find out yeah. where you can see it on November 6th, you said? Yes. Very cool. Yeah, it's, it's one of those movies where like the the soundscapes we worked on was kind of a playground. Yeah. Um what is the what does the devil sound like for different characters? Love like it. yeah, this is fun. Hell We're yeah. having a good time. Hell yeah. So um, yeah, the dark and the wicked. Yeah, we'll probably be, we'll probably do an episode on it at some point soon. Yeah. Um so that's a thing. Uh also I put up uh the first song of an EP that I got coming up that Joe is working on for me. Um and it's actually it's a it's not a band, it's just me playing everything, but I called it Nightmare Nonsense and Joe sings on it and the, it's on Spotify and all that shit. So go listen to that. Um, I singed on it. He singed on it. He gave me he gave me a good master on it. All this kind That's of. That's how you know it's good. That's right. Um, and then lastly, and I got to talk about it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to talk about this next time. So because I'm assuming since we said DNN and Rock Candy, people are like, okay, I get it. The credits. Um, yeah. But I'm gonna talk about this next time too, which is that your one must fall soundtrack is yep. is now on Spotify, which is super dope. And I was yeah. listening to it yesterday and today. Very fun. Very good stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be a little bit more fun. We can talk about that mm-hmm. more later. But um, yeah, yeah. Decided to put it up uh, in October just because the movie came out in February and the soundtrack wasn't ready. It was like mixed yeah. for picture and it hadn't been mixed for soundtrack yet. Yeah. And I got really busy, so I decided like, well, what better time than like spooky time to like release that soundtrack? Hell so yeah, super dope. It's on Spotify, iTunes, uh, everything, S- Apple Music. Go on there, search Joe Stockton. Is it Joe or Joseph on there? It's Joe, Joe. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, I, I, uh, I, I wrestled with that. Yeah. Yeah, I just went with yeah. Choosing your professional Joe. name, I get it. I get it. I'll um, probably change it. Yeah, you know it happens. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. That's a Joe Bob Briggs episode. Uh, we will see you next time. As far as being like pretending to be sort of a redneck uh kind of just regular everyday person but actually you're sort of a bookish intellectual who likes your film criticism and also sort of highfalutin journalism and all that kind of stuff and also you have some sort of fucked up problematic views and you're a libertarian but you hang out with somebody who's super cool named darcy and you have this wild uh show where you show drive-in movies and you don't show indoor bullshit on shutter would you say that you agree Concur. Uh, it's concur. I, I, well, I would, I would, I would say it's indoor uh, bull stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But if you, if you're, if you're okay with changing it to that, then I will concur. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next time. See you. <laughs>